Hello, party people, and welcome to my birthday episode of Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Gina Marie. Right now, it feels like I'm recording from inside a pharmacy, to be honest with you. I'm surrounded by decongestants, tissue, nasal sprays. I've got fresh ginger shots, lozenges, some peppermint tea beside me. If you can think of it, I'm on it. (laughs) I just got back from doing a destination wedding in Mexico, and somewhere along the way, I picked up a pretty nasty sinus infection, slash cough, slash sore throat, headache situation, so please excuse my extra raspy voice. I'm doing all the things I can to try and sound better for you, but... This is the best I can do. I'd like to think of myself like Phoebe in Friends. Do you remember when she got her sexy phlegm and suddenly her music career took off? Maybe this is the sound. Maybe this is what my voice needs in order for this podcast to really fly off the charts. (laughs) Anyways, hopefully this congestion has me sounding cute because it sure doesn't have me looking cute. Three cheers for my show being audio only. (laughs) Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now here's your favourite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. time this episode will be released, I'm going to be back in Mexico celebrating my 40th birthday with five of my best friends. I wanted to go big this year because my 30th was a complete snooze fest and who knows what 50 is going to look like. So I booked a beautiful penthouse in Tulum so that everyone just had to pay for a flight and they could come and hang out with me. If you're listening in real time, please be sure to check out my IG stories to see what we're up to. I know we're going to be posting like crazy because come on, we're basic. It's what we do. (laughs) I'd love to have you along for the ride. So yes, I need to get healthy, not just for your listening pleasure, but also because I need to be celebrating with a margarita in hand, not sniffling in the sand. (laughs) As I was just about to record this, someone sent me a DM and she goes, you should have black dot behind your ear. In case you don't know, it's meant to represent the evil eye, which wards off negative energy sent towards you from jealous people. She goes, you're probably sick because so many people are jealous of your upcoming trip. Someone's evil eye got to you, damn haters. Well, dang, I never thought I was sick because of haters. I was so sure it was from the recycled air on the flight home from Mexico, but... We learn something new every day. Damn haters. <laughs> a couple of days ago, I woke up and I went to the gym. While I was training, I chatted with the owner saying that I was there even though I wasn't feeling great because I'm about to celebrate my 40th birthday in Mexico. She could barely hear me over the music and she goes, Oh, how cool. You're 30? And I said, No, no, my 40th. She goes, What? I could have sworn you were 30. God bless her beautiful heart. I'm going to have a membership there for life. (laughs) Then I looked down at my Apple Watch and I saw that my sister had sent me a bunch of mind-blown emojis. Oh boy, this could be good or bad, but I'd have to wait till my workout was over in order to investigate further. So once we were done, I ran to my phone and I saw what she'd sent me. Jaina, I can't believe it. Your 40th birthday episode is your 40th episode. (laughs) (laughs) So happy 40th to both you 
and I. For one, thank you for being here with me for all the fun. This show would be literally nothing without you. The reason this is extra cool is because for one, I didn't plan it this way, and we actually did all kinds of things that made this serendipitously, serendipitously? It's hard to say what the stuff knows, <laughs> fall together. For example, we released the first week with three episodes, and we did one with Coaches Don't Play that we posted as a bonus that didn't count towards our number of episodes because it was a different layout than usual. So it really is wild that it happened to be this way. I googled, what does it mean when you see synchronicity with numbers? And the very intelligent, very wise Google said, it's a sign of progress and moving forward. This combination means that one phase of your life is ending and you need to enjoy the fruits of your labor as you prepare for the next chapter of your journey. Well, isn't that cute? It all just works out so perfectly for so many reasons. Be right back. I need to go find a roulette table real quick so that I can go put all my money on 40. (laughs) Now, I don't know how old you are. I do know that most of my listeners are around the same age as me, but if you're in your 20s, bless your little heart, let me tell you, 40 comes fast, okay? You might think all I'm going to say is completely unrelatable today, but honestly, 40 comes quicker than you think it will. I still feel, I don't know, 27 on the inside, but once I read researched what was happening in the world the year I was born, I got a pretty harsh dose of reality. So I was born in 1983. And just to give you an idea of what that year looked like, how long ago this was, I didn't know until I did the research, but 1983 was also considered the birth. Are you ready for this? The birth of the internet. Yes. I and anyone else who was born in 1983 am as old as the internet. Before January 1st, 1983, computers couldn't communicate with one another. Isn't that wild? Tim, do we have any dinosaur sound effects? <laughs> Billie Jean by Michael Jackson was a hot news song back then. The average annual income was $22,000 a year. The national minimum wage in Canada was, wait for it, $3.50 an hour. Everyone was playing Mario Brothers and Donkey Kong. Atari was popular and so were Cabbage Patch Dolls. Did you have one? I did. The most popular names back then were Jennifer, Ashley, Michael, and David. People were saying psych and wearing acid wash jeans, shoulder pads, leg warmers, and Hawaiian shirts. Oh. I remember when Hawaiian shirts were cool. Ugh, so tacky. Can we all please hold hands for a second and pray that that trend never comes back? <laughs> Two of the most popular movies at the time were Flashdance and Star Wars Return of the Jedi. I still haven't seen that one. Celebrities born this year were Jonah Hill, Amy Winehouse, Mila Kunis, Future, and Chris Hemsworth. Just to give you a little perspective. Now, when I was in high school, I delivered medication for a pharmacy, so I was always going into nursing homes. I'd walk past old men who I swore were about to take their very last breath, and they would still manage to flirt with me or say something inappropriate. You gotta come back here again tomorrow, so you may as well just stay overnight. I'll never forget one man named Mr. Scoopian. Oh, Mr. Scoopian. He would always say every time I delivered his medications, Please, Jaina, just one kiss. These lips haven't been kissed in fifth. Dean years, Jaina. <laughs> That's when I realized that we're all really just 25-year-olds living in shells that happen to be, I don't know, for them, 80 or 90-year-olds. That's me. If I had to pick an age, like I said, I'd say that I do feel 27 on the inside. But there are some things, some things, that remind me 
of my age. I plan on doing an entire episode on aging and all of this, but just to touch on some of the most unexpected things that make me feel old. Here we go. So first, there's when someone who's in his like mid to late 40s and looks it, tries hitting on me or looks me up and down and I'll think, ew, you dirty old man, go find someone your own age. Then I remember uh, my age and that I'm totally within a respectable age bracket in order to be dating him. Or, you know, when you're scrolling through Facebook and some old guy pops up on your feed full of wrinkles, a beer belly and a big beard. And I'm over here like, oh, how do I know this old man? Then I do some investigating and discover, huh, he was in my grad class. Okay, so that's like a physical representation of my age too. Cool, cool. (laughs) Or even worse, there's talking to men in their 30s who tell me that they like older women. Oh, oh, here's one of my favorites. My knees have wrinkles now. Yeah, my knees have wrinkles. What the actual heck? Nobody told me to get ready for this. I didn't think it was a thing. I guess, you know, The skin around my knees is finally tired of having to hold up all this juicy thigh meat for the past 40 years. (laughs) I'm low-key terrified about how this is going to progress. Like, at this rate, I'm going to be looking like a Sharpay by 50. Another thing is looking at my mom and realizing that she has a 40-year-old daughter. And I still remember her 40th birthday because I was 20 then. It feels like yesterday. And the reverse of that realizing that my mom had a 20-year-old when she was my age. Actually, she had a 20-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 10-year-old. Meanwhile, I'm barely making it with my two French bulldogs. I have someone deliver my food, clean my house, walk my dogs, deliver my groceries. I'm essentially a full-grown adult who needs a nanny. (laughs) There was one time I was interviewing house cleaners, and the woman asked me, So how many kids do you have? I was so embarrassed to say none. I'm just one adult who can't do shit for herself. (laughs) How my mom was working two jobs plus trying to get her three kids to sports tournaments, paying for clothes in private school, I will never understand. I guess there's a reason she drinks wine every night. It's me. It's It's me. me. I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) Sorry, mom. Dogs are so much less stressful. Damn, you know what? I'm going to stop because hearing all of this together is making me feel a little depressed. Like, dang, I just talked myself into feeling like one of the golden girls. Why did I feel so overwhelmed trying to write this episode? I had so many ideas, so many things I wanted to say. After all the crazy ups and downs I've faced over the past decade, it almost feels like I'm writing an acceptance speech. Like, congratulations to me for making it. I'm still standing. This decade has been hard. It was a process of loss and rebuilding, or in other words, total annihilation and reconstruction. To start it all off, my 30th birthday itself was such a disappointment. For one, I'd just gotten married, so I kind of felt like everyone had already made a big deal over me, and so I figured I'd lay low. I didn't, however, anticipate that I would just be going out for Thai food with my parents and a couple friends. Then I'd be in the car on my way home with my parents at 7 p.m. Let's just say that my then new husband super let me down. And considering the party kid that he was and still is, it cracks me up because he would never be home by 7 p.m., not even if it was just a regular Thursday night. Anyways, because I had just gotten married at the start of my 30s, I have a very clear marker as to when the decade began. I've grown so much since then. I heard a really interesting quote the other day. It said, Every tree was once just a seed in the mud. And I thought about that. 
how far I've come, the person that I am now compared to then. What a little seed I was. But then I take myself back mentally to what I was thinking at that time and what I was going through. And I realize that as a seed, I thought I was a tree. I was so sure of so many things at 30. There were so many plans I had that I thought I knew. I mean, I didn't just think I knew would come true. For example, at that time, I knew I was going to be a wife for the rest of my life, even to the point of joking that I didn't believe in any of the superstitious stuff that they talk about at weddings because we were a sure thing. Actually, this is pretty embarrassing, but at the time, we were one of three couples that were going to be getting married in our friend group, and I joked to my ex, you know, the divorce rate's 50%, so out of the three of us, at least one of us is going to get divorced. Which one do you think it's going to be? You know, those petty, like, couple conversations. (laughs) Well, we both so confidently and so arrogantly chose one of the other two couples, of course. Well, both of them are still together. But as you know, I ended up divorced. Shortly after, I fell in love for the first time. I was sure I was going to be a mother with him. We were pregnant twice, and both times I was all in and started making plans to be a mom. Like, we're talking each time I bought Adidas shell-toed shoes for my baby and a stuffed animal in anticipation. For the second pregnancy, I even bought a diaper bag and had it ready to go. Not only did I lose those two pregnancies, I also lost the man I thought I was going to love for the rest of my life. So I had to let go of the idea that one day I would be a mom as well. I lost the house that I'd lived in for 10 years, the one place I'd lived in the longest in my whole life. And with clients booking their weddings, sometimes over three years in advance, I'd always had such a good strong sense of security with my job. So I knew I would always have work, but during the pandemic, two years worth of bookings got wiped out of my calendar. I lost the majority of my friends, the people I called family. Ugh, it was a lot. Between scandals and heartbreaks and all the healing in between, there were also lots of wins. It's strange that the wins aren't the first thing that we think of, but when I shift focus, they're there. I've definitely had some wins too. They're just not the first thing that comes to mind. One thing that I've learned, however, is that not every win is the same. Some of us win when we were set up to win, and some of us win despite being set up to lose. And I can say with complete certainty, I was set up to lose. For example, take two university students. Everyone writes the same final exam, right? But not everyone is given the same chance to prepare. So for one student, might be living at home with her parents covering her tuition. She doesn't have to work. She can simply focus on learning. Then there might be another student in the same class who's a single parent who has to work to pay her bills, feed her child, and only has time to study when she's not working and her baby's asleep. When the marks come back, if they both got 85%, could you really count that as the same win for each of them? Once, I got into an argument with another makeup artist who was much younger than me. She was being really petty and said something like, I'm not trying to be you at your age. I'm going to be much better. To which I replied, yes, you will be. You'll be far better than me. In fact, I hope you are. You should be because you have everything going for you. You live at home with your parents who pay for anything you want. But I've had to get to this point having to fight the whole way on my own and going through some really major setbacks. The current was carrying her, but I had to swim upstream. And for someone who's had everything go perfectly, they haven't had to build muscle, strength, or endurance. And despite all that, where she ends up and where I end up are completely irrelevant because the race has nothing to do with anyone else. The battle for each of us is always me versus me. 
Not everyone is playing this life at the same level of difficulty, so not every win is the same. Some of us really are bumping along on the struggle bus. The game of life that I've been playing has been set at a difficulty level of 100 for sure. My sister says that on this podcast, I spend far too much time talking shit about myself, making fun of the mistakes I've made or the stupid boys I've dated or pointing out all the times I've fallen and that it's about time I celebrate some of my wins. Maybe it'll inspire you. So you know what? I guess I'm going to do it because at the end of the day, these are the things that I was able to accomplish despite all the setbacks. I planned an epic wedding that made it into Real Weddings magazine and paid for about 80% of it myself. I grew my business, traveled all around the world for brides, including places like Shanghai, Thailand, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Punta Cana, and Cancun. No matter what I was going through, I never missed a single day of work. I wrote the bridal curriculum for a makeup school. I went to college and became a registered holistic nutritionist. I hired and trained a team of incredible artists, taking them all on trips to Las Vegas and Los Angeles. I surprised my mom with a trip to Mexico, took my sister and her kids to London and Paris, traveled across South America with my baby brother, opened a studio in a retail space, became a keynote speaker. I was paid to speak at conferences here and in Toronto. I worked with a personal trainer and got my body the strongest I've ever been. I was hired to do hair and makeup for TED Talks, where I got to meet all kinds of influential people and thought leaders, including Shah Rukh Khan, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Serena Williams, Al Gore, John Legend, Monica Lewinsky, and Gail King. I adopted and trained two French Bulldogs. Okay, I trained one French Bulldog. The other one's pretty terrible. <laughs> I spoiled my friends with trips and concert tickets. I've supported my exes financially, made money in real estate, furnished a new place on my own, stayed standing despite a global pandemic, opened my home up to the neighborhood kids so that they have a place to come anytime they need it. I've mentored a little girl who lives down the street who doesn't have a mom. I gave $5,000 to a family in Toronto to help them buy a roof for their home, started a podcast, grew it to the top 5% on Spotify in only six months, turned all my pain into power by using it to help other women, and now I'm dreaming bigger than I ever have before. I'm more motivated than I've ever been, and most importantly, I'm proud of the woman I am and the one I'm becoming. So once I reflect back on the past 10 years, I'm thinking not just of the good and not just of the bad, but the two blended together. The fact that there were so many wins despite so much loss and hurt is something I probably do need to be proud of. I was set up to lose. The devil was trying to stop me. If this were the Super Bowl, my post-game interview would say something like, they put up a good fight. They knew my weaknesses. They studied how I moved and they attacked from all angles. I was behind in the first half, but then I gave myself a pep talk during commercial break and decided that this was going to be an underdog story of epic proportions. And I came back fighting harder than ever. There's been a lot of hurt and a lot of healing, but most importantly, a lot of growing. Every tree was once just a seed in the mud. That tree bold, strong, rooted. Maybe it's producing fruit, providing a place of shade from the sun, adding beauty to its surroundings. Then there's the seed in the mud. Small, fragile, but full of potential. On my 30th birthday, I was so certain of so many things, but I still had so much growing to do. I thought I was a tree. 
I had no idea all the growth that was going to happen. In that moment, I thought who I was was who I was meant to be. I didn't know there was a different version of me waiting under all the layers. And every struggle that I would go through was going to peel back another layer, making me one step closer to who I'm really meant to be. I guess the most important takeaway from all of this is that I don't know shit about fuck. (laughs) No, it's I learned that life isn't about collecting all the milestones or getting all the stamps in your passport at the appropriate times, like education, marriage, and kids. It's actually about becoming the human you're meant to be. And sometimes, as a part of that process, it involves shaking up the plans you've made for yourself. My life right now doesn't look a thing like I planned it to look. And I'm also not the person that I was when I did the planning. I'm so glad I never got the life that I wanted for myself. And I don't know who I'm supposed to be at the end of my next 10 years or what challenges will be put in front of me in order to help me get there. But I can say that feeling how I feel now, knowing what I know now, I understand why I had to go through what I did and that any struggle I do have in the future will have a purpose. But at the end of the day, I am not my failures. I am not my setbacks. I am not the darkness I have overcome. I am not even my wins. I am not my success. I am a human. (laughs) A dance between light and dark. I am complete and a work in progress all at the same time. A tree and a seed simultaneously. I'm me just out here doing my best, trying to make my falls look like part of the choreography. Now I guess I gotta twerk my way to 50. (laughs) So in the name of celebration, Carly suggested that we do a call out on my Instagram for anyone who wanted to send a 40th birthday message. And these are some of the ones we received. And I'm not gonna lie, I may have shed a tear over one or all of them. Happy birthday, Jana Marie. My name is Brittany. I'm a Bollywood dancer that works in the Vancouver wedding industry. So I've known about you for quite some time now. Big Lash Energy was first introduced to me by one of my best friends who is actually mentioned in your episode seven. She is the custom agent's wife. So ever since then, she, myself, and another friend have this group chat where we constantly keep in touch regarding your podcasts. As a fellow divorcee, as someone who's grown up in church, who has gone through many changes in her life and has had a crazy amount of stories as well, so many things that you say resonate with me and inspire me. So thank you so much for your vulnerability and your willingness to share that with the world. Never stop being you and have the best birthday. Happy birthday, Jaina Marie. I just wanted to take the time to send a quick voice note and message of love and gratitude because that's what you do 365. You constantly love and spoil everyone around you and it doesn't go unnoticed. I mean, we are all so lucky to have this podcast every Wednesday and that big lash energy that you extend to everyone around you. It's incredible. And I feel so lucky that I've had the opportunity to get to know you. Thank you for everything you do. We love you. We appreciate you. And I hope that you are so spoiled and have the best day ever. Jaina, you are literally meant to have a podcast. You are a natural at this. I am so freaking proud of you, girl. Congratulations on episode 40. And I am beyond, beyond excited to be celebrating your 40th birthday with you in Tulum. 
Love you so much, babe. So, so proud of you. Jaina, I can't believe it's your 40th birthday and I'm so lucky to be in Mexico with you celebrating. I wanted to take this opportunity to tell people what I've known for years, that you have so much love. Your heart is always in the right place. You want only the best for others and you deserve the very best for yourself. Congratulations on this podcast. Congratulations on being able to authentically really channel all of your gifts and share them with the world. I'm so privileged and happy to call you my friend and I'm wishing you the happiest birthday ever. Only the best is yet to come. Hi, Carly, Jaina, Big Lash Energy Tribe Ladies. I just wanted to wish Jaina the biggest happy birthday and send her all of the well wishes in the world for her fabulous 40th birthday. I first met Jaina when she did my makeup back on a photo shoot that I did when I was a little 15-year-old girl that thought she was a model and thought she was the biggest grown-up ever that had all of life's problems figured out. I remember meeting Jaina and thinking she was the coolest chick in the whole wide world, asking her all of the questions about the industry and making the most ridiculous small talk just to get to know her more so that she'd like me. And now, fast forward over 10 years, I'm so happy to say that I'm still just as big of a fan of hers as the day that I met her, if not more. Jaina has one of the biggest hearts out of anyone I've ever met. She has the best sense of humor, and she's now a weekly part of my self-care ritual. I've officially grown up from that day that we first met on that little photo shoot, but sometimes I still feel like that little 15-year-old girl that really doesn't have anything figured out. Jaina's words and advice weekly help me in so many ways, and I'm so glad that she now gets to reach others on such a wide platform so that she can help them navigate through life's hurdles. I should have said that in an Australian accent, but I couldn't bring myself to. Happy birthday, Jaina. I hope you're enjoying all of the spicy margaritas in Tulum, and Diego and Apollo don't miss you too much. Happy birthday. Wow, thank you so much to anyone who sent in a soundbite. You have no idea how much they mean to me. Thank you for celebrating along with me. Okay, I'm sorry, but I do need to cut today's episode a little short. My throat is on fire. I have a bride who needs to be glammed for her reception in an hour. I have to pack and I need to try and kick this cold before I leave for Tulum in the morning. Again, thank you so much for being here, for your support and encouragement and for being one of the many reasons my 30s ended on a high note. If I were to make any birthday request whatsoever, it would be, could you pretty please share this episode with a friend? Or if you have time, could you leave a glowing review? Consider it a birthday present. I hear every time you do, fuck it. You know what? Every time you do, I feel loved and appreciated. There, I said it. Happy 40th, my friend. Now, please, let's go be our most fabulous selves, shall we? Fabulous at 40. Fabulous at 40. Fabulous at 40. And don't forget to spread that badass big lush energy everywhere you go. Goodbye. Thanks again.
know you the one with the plan Yeah, there's no time to waste Would you make me up? Could you make me up right now?